IWEP Network. It's in the pod. Ooh. Last year was the was the summer of me being the best man and the officiant at a wedding. Mm-hmm. This year is the summer of me doing two weddings in, a, in the same weekend. And it was chaos. And it was very fun and also terrible. But um, we did it. Which one do you think is going to last longer? <laughs> <laughs> I will not tell you, but I do have an answer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back, I'm Mario. Wait, we didn't do the count. One, two, three, <laughs> no, four, no, no. five. <laughs> One, two, three, four, four five. five. Okay. Welcome back, I'm Mario. Welcome back, I'm Chris. We are two Diablo friends talking about things we like, tackling a plethora of subjects, telling stories instead of going to therapy, and hoping you will laugh the pain away with us. Welcome back. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm feeling very welcomed. I'm feeling very back from a long time. A, a hiatus, if you will. Will you? Yeah. I, I won't. You know? I won't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, wish, I wish it was planned, but, you know. Yeah, right. Kind of, dude. <laughs> Before we get into any of our subjects, our topics, how is the transition? What's what's going on in your world? Well, um, we still kind of have a lot of question marks. I know that my current, by the time this comes out, I will be done at my current church. Um, I will no longer be a pastor at my current church. I will have said a lot of goodbyes and shed a lot of tears, and uh, that will have happened a couple of days ago when this comes out, so. Okay, and the church you're currently in talks with, still up in the air, haven't given an answer yet? or Still in talks. Things are looking favorable. There was a little, like, red tape snag that we have to work through before we can before they can, like, actually take the vote, but it does seem like... Did uh, they find vote. the pod? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's going to happen when you're running a church and they're like, hey, um... Chris, we love you. You're great. Uh, <laughs> but you kind of hang out with a wild guy on the internet. So what's well, what's going on? I'll just tell him I'm evangelizing you. Like He's far from great. the Lord. And, great. And he needs, Perfect. He needs more. Amen. <laughs> I need all the time you can give. <laughs> <laughs> For real, though, like I know a lot of like old church people would maybe have a problem with some of the stuff we talk about or some of my takes. But um, I do like conduct myself in a way on the podcast that I like... I own it, you know, I like want to, uh, believe in what I'm saying. And even if somebody doesn't like it, like I want to own it and, and it's still me either way. Gotcha. Yeah. Well then they're going to love this episode. I, I have been struggling with what I was going to say on our next pod. Wow. Why? Because the pod is kind of where I dump my thoughts uh. and I don't know if you've looked around lately, but we kind of live in a hellscape. Of yeah, you could say that. political turmoil and violence and misinformation and and all that stuff. And I know that this isn't necessarily the pod people turn to for that. So like <laughs> Sure it is. So like I wanna say I'm hoping that we can talk about some of those things later on in the pod. So like sure. if you, if you're just if it's your you know, it's a it's it's a Thursday. I'm trying to <laughs> punch some papers. I'm not trying to hear about all this. Well, maybe we can keep it light in the beginning, but but uh, punch towards the papers? end, I don't know what people do in offices. Do people even do anything in office jobs? I don't know. Dave did it for a long time, and he kind of swears he never did anything. 
And then he trained someone to not do anything. Yes. Also true. I don't know. Like, like, it's all suspicious. It's, I've heard several people have takes on this. It's like, there can't be that much work for people to do in office buildings. Like, it's, skyscrapers are just full right. of people going to meetings and printing papers. and You can only send so many emails, you know? I don't know. Inner office mail and hanging out the water cooler. That seems to be, like, that's what I gather most of the day, hanging right. out the water cooler. Yeah. Yeah, wasting the time in meeting. Send an email. Do a spreadsheet. Go to the water cooler and repeat. Uh, it seems to me that every time I hear a story about somebody on the internet that works at a job like that, they're they are faking it. They're literally not doing anything. <laughs> that like that's my only experience with the matter. I get why they want to keep work from home because think about <laughs> how much energy you put into per, into the performance every day that you're right. busy. I think uh, John John Costanza from is that his first name John. Or George, George Costanza George, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. from Seinfeld said like, yeah, I'm only really, I'm super busy at work, like three months of the year, but then, <laughs> but then the other nine, I kind of just got to like, like furl my eyebrows and just kind of like, <laughs> like look like I'm frustrated with my workload, but I'm not doing anything. <laughs> and he does it and they're like, wow, you do look busy. <laughs> <laughs> I am just watching Seinfeld. I think we had discussed this, right? On the podcast when I first started Seinfeld. Maybe. I'm seven seasons in now, baby. Let's go. How many are there? <laughs> Nine. Nine? Why does it feel like there's... Maybe it's because it's got played and replayed and syndicated over and over and over. They're like, I assume there was like 30 seasons of Seinfeld. I mean, nine is a lot. That's like a lot of episodes, especially in at the time period where, mm-hmm. like, you know, seasons were longer in the time period as well. So, there's a lot. And, to my knowledge, they didn't get canceled. They, they stopped up. while on top. 173 episodes. Jeez. That's the way to do it. What is that? What is that in 173? You said mm-hmm. that's like 18, 19 seasons by Netflix standards. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, while we're on TV, I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod much, but you have a rule that <laughs> I, I get it, Chris, but I also Aww. hate it. I'm glad you get it. I understand it, but like, okay, so so explain the rule for our listeners. So I have a television rule, and it's a loose rule. Like yeah, most you've broken rule. it several times. Right, right. But the general rule is I will not begin a TV show until the TV show is over, like canceled or finished, wrapped it up, finale. Um, I have broken it, and like I made this rule for when I was in college. I started a few series like Game of Thrones um walking dead and falling skies and watching those three shows and getting to the end of the season and then like now what now i just have to wait in between seasons like a chump and i hated it and i said i'm not going to do this anymore and so that's when i made my rule and so now you just wait until the series is completely over do you run into spoilers often not often man no, really? No. Occasionally. But the thing is, like, if people are talking on the internet about, like, you know, somebody dying, a character that I've never met, like a name that I'm just going to forget, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, you know? I know somebody's going to die at some point, and, like, that's a pretty safe bet for TV. Yeah, that's right? like every show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, generally, there's yeah. not a whole lot of spoilers to worry about. So, I, it's like, I guess because you wait so long to watch it. That like for a movie, let's say, mm-hmm. 
if something was spoiled for a movie, I'm going to watch that movie within the year. So I'm going to know exactly what happens. Like, even if it was like, right. it's like, oh, Danielle dies. I'm like, I have no idea who Danielle dies is, who, yeah. who Danielle is. And then like eight months later, I'm watching this movie. And I'm like, oh, frick, that's Danielle. I guess she dies at the end. Yeah. But I guess yeah. like if, if something from season one of The Walking Dead is spoiled for you and like the series is over and it's been 10 years. Yeah. It doesn't take, yeah. it doesn't latch on. Yeah. So it's fine. There is one, and that specifically, there is a dare, a character death, a season one character, because I watched two or three seasons, and I, then I had to stop. There is mm-hmm. a season one character that dies later in the season that I know is going to die, and uh, I will have... That one did latch on. I do remember him dying. But um, that's actually one that is, I think, almost done, that I can yeah. you know start here pretty soon. But to Sam doesn't fair, want to watch it with me. I'll have to... To be fair... To be fair, <laughs> a lot of people stop watching The Walking Dead after a few seasons. <laughs> Yeah, it got pretty wild. Yeah. And that's another reason is whenever there's a bad season, mm-hmm. I just want to quit. Like that's the worst yeah. feeling is when there's a, Stranger Things for as an example, that's one I broke my rule for. And the last season I thought was so bad. And so you just put the roll back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I said I don't care. I'm I'm really Wait, wait. So you watched seasons 1, 2 and 3, 4 mm-hmm. just came out and you're like, "No, when it's over." Yep. I almost watched it because I thought it, there was rumors that it was the last season. And then someone, mm-hmm. then I read there was a season five coming out and I said, you know what? I'll wait until like the buzz about season five is starting mm-hmm. and then I'll start back at season one. Well, I hope nothing gets spoiled for you because no spoilers. Season four is the best season. I've heard it's quite good. And that's unfortunate um, for me. Season one's really good. Yeah. But season four, I think personally it might beat it out. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. It's so weird. Emily's watching from the beginning, and it's so weird seeing, like, they were literal, like, infants, and now they're full-grown yes. adults. That is another complaint of mine about Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Working with children is really hard. <laughs> I am doom-scrolling on all social medias at all times. So, actually, I found an article that I thought was pretty funny. Okay, great. I wanted to share with you. So, in the Louvre, there is a, a, a painting. Um you might not have heard of it, but it's called the Mona Lisa. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah. And for those that are listening across the United States, Louvre is a British for bathroom. So, in the bathroom, there's a Mona Lisa. Understood. Yeah, it's like a lady, some lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of smiling, kind of not. It's kind of sort of unhappy, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently, people are obsessed with this. With yeah. This <laughs> quote unquote art. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> um. Okay, so as you know, it's in the Louvre. Uh, is that what it's called? Now, now I'm mixed up. Now I'm mixed <laughs> no, that's up. it. That's it. You're good. Okay, it's in the Louvre, and in the 1950s, it was stolen. No, no, in the in like the late 1800s, it was stolen, and then it was recovered, and then in the 50s, someone threw <laughs> did like an acid attack on the painting, oh threw gosh. acid on it, and they like cleaned it up real good. And then they put it behind glass, right? What kind of loser <laughs> does terrorism against a painting? <laughs> and it didn't stop with the bulletproof glass. Someone <laughs> upset that like their immigration to like France didn't get approved or something. They're just like in the Louvre and just like chucked their mug at the glass, oh. and the and the mug shattered, but the glass was fine, right? So there's a fun incident that happened, uh, like last week or last month or something, where this guy. It's a guy. He put on a dress. He put on a wig. He put on makeup to make himself look elderly. 
and he got in a wheelchair. This sounds like the beginning of a jackass skit, honestly. <laughs> like giant, like I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> and so this guy takes advantage of like a policy in there where for handicapped people they create opportunities for them to get a little closer to artwork so yeah. they can actually see it so that they're not missing out on the artwork. A great policy. Sure. It's a fantastic policy. Keep make art accessible to everyone. But this guy this guy has a secret under his dress. He <laughs> had a cake. And this guy lifts his dress, stands up oh out of God. the wheelchair like it's oh, a miracle. A miracle. And, and slams this cake right across the Mona Lisa plexiglass but a ray across the Mona Lisa and everyone starts flipping out and they're like grabbing him he's like he's like think about what they're doing to the world think about what they're doing to the world <laughs> they just drag what? this guy out of the loop and arrest him what is who do what is who doing to the world <laughs> exactly it was it was his time to shine it was his time to oh shine and say like who's doing this thing like he actually did like there's press, people trying to figure out what, what's happening. And now it's just become a story to the ether of like crazy guy throws a cake at a protected <laughs> painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I, I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine having that like platform, like that opportunity. It'd be yeah, like right. it'd be like it'd be like Biden. He's holding he's holding a, a press conference. He's got like he's got he's on every TV screen and he FaceTimes mm-hmm. one of us. He's like, All right, guys, <laughs> yeah, tell yeah. the world. Tell the yeah. world. And I'm like, make better. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is interesting. That like, if you what you say while you're doing something absolutely insane will be in the papers yeah. if it's insane enough. Yeah, uh, Nick Swartzen had a had a stand up bit about before uh, before self harming in public. He would scream, "Who farted?" and then. And then take himself <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, yikes. It's like, oh my gosh, guys, cover your nose. <laughs> Who did that? This guy smelled it and he just decided to end it right there. <laughs> oh, man. And so, like, I was, that's like stories like that kind of like keep me going, you know? Just like a little bit of absurdity <laughs> in the world. Sure. Well, yeah, I think that's a good transition to, to the frog army. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's, what's your take on the frog army? I'm so excited to see what happens to this guy. It's like crime. It's kind question of, mark. It's it's like a crime against humanity, but it's not like codified <laughs> in law. Yeah. So if you don't know, somebody saved uh, what does he say? Four million frog <laughs> eggs. One point four million. That's what it is. One point four million frog yeah. eggs. So I guess like in a breeding area, of frogs it always just dries out afterwards. Right. Some now, of them turn to frogs. Most of them just turn into like food for the fauna they just dry out yeah. they die that's it that's just a circle of life this is how it happens oh, good perspective yeah. but this guy was like no <laughs> interrupting am, the circle of life i am so pro-life <laughs> i am human <laughs> that i'm gonna disrupt. scoop up all of these eggs and take them home with me where yeah. i can keep them hydrated yep they got legs now they're yeah. they're, they're starting to escape the pond <laughs> This whole time, I was like, I don't know if you aren't thinking ahead or if you are and are just okay with the chaos that's inevitable. I don't know. I actually didn't think it would be possible for him to keep that many frogs alive. I, f- I figured they would just die. And He said he can't go in his backyard. The last video I saw, he can't, he can't walk in his backyard. 
Yikes. And like, Man. after so much time, he's probably gonna like go back to the spot and get more eggs. Like if, if no one steps in <laughs> and stops this this frog dictator <laughs> from create <laughs> from amassing more. Like he's like, Man, if only I got here sooner, then I could have had even more frogs. So now he's he's probably gonna camp it out like way before it dries out. He's gonna start scooping buckets and buckets. I guess I have to assume that it's not worth it. I have to assume that not being able to go into your backyard is a punishment enough not to make another frog army guy. He's he's got to be like fourteen. Oh, he's really? got to be he's got to be a young kid because they use oh, the voiceover thing. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm I have thinking no idea. like he has to be some like kid who's just like ha ha ha. You know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't see an adult parents? doing this. But also, someone just threw a cake on the Mona Lisa. So like, <laughs> he grows up to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. If only it would be Guardian? so lucky. This guy's gonna walk into the Louvre. And he's just gonna open his jacket and frogs. <laughs> Hundreds of frogs. <laughs> just thousands just start pouring out. <laughs> like a clown car. His his jacket's a clown car. It's full of frogs. <laughs> All one point four million of them. <laughs> <laughs> so my work schedule changing up. Oh yeah. A couple of times we recorded at six thirty was the worst. I feel so much better. Oh good, I'm glad to hear that. Get a shower, get some food in me. Actually, like sit down for a second and like and not think. Sit down and not think. Mm-hmm. I prefer to get everything in my day done so that I can spend the rest of my day sitting. Like I don't want to. Uh, gotcha. I don't want to break in between. That's why I was trying to move as always er- earlier. Yeah. Because uh, I want to get everything done and then have my chunk of, of hangout time. I was cool with that, except for the part where you you'd be like the second person I talked to all day. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and like it takes me a beat <laughs> to, yeah, no, to get, get back to regular conversation. Or then, hey, do you have that for me? No. Right. All right, I'll be back tomorrow, and then just right. go and cut stuff. <laughs> Anything new at the metal cutting factory? Um, but the solutions are easy, and I'm going to leave it there because I know a couple coworkers, maybe even a boss, listens to this thing. Oh, so you're quitting? No, 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 no! Don't say that. <laughs> I'm not. I am not. But there, there's been like concern over. Every, yeah, actually, you know what? Every business is worried about uh-huh. getting people in. They say no one wants to work, but we're almost at like pre-pandemic levels of unemployment like isn't it like a 50 year low or something there's no there's no there's yeah, no I don't understand workers we have too left. many jobs biden needs to get up again you know on every tv screen <laughs> and he says i will eliminate hundreds of thousands of jobs <laughs> the economy grows when there are unemployed like we we are releasing the latest strain of coronavirus ahead of time. <laughs> there's like there's like 20 open jobs for every unemployed person. Yeah. It's, something's broken, and it's, it's something new is broken. I don't know. <laughs> to solve this problem, we are releasing the Zeta strain. <laughs> and 1.4 million frogs. <laughs> we have the brightest minds working on solutions. <laughs> this man here has a cake. <laughs> This man's backyard is full. You can't even walk in it. <laughs> I don't understand. Economy. <laughs> I just understand it's expensive to live. 
Oh my gosh, I want to talk about that later. Should we talk about it now? We can talk about it now. I, it seemed like a nice transition. I saw it on your list. Um, it's it's getting out of control, and there's no one to blame. Mostly, like yeah, like a, well, like a, yeah. As a generally as a political independent, I listen to yeah. things from both sides, all yeah. sides. Like it's not there's it's not two. There's right, definitely sure, more than two. Sure. And like rents up. And homes are up because corporations are buying them all, right? Right. Gas is up and food is on its way up because apparently you, the Ukraine, Ukraine, the Ukraine, Ukraine, whatever <laughs> one, um, is up because they, the Ukraine does a lot of like the wheat for the world, like in all their planes. Yeah, right. And now they're like, mm-hmm. now... And now, like, there's talks with Turkey to, like, escort ships out of Ukrainian waters to get stuff through. And that's – and so even if we do s- figure out how to get food out and into the world, now it's going to cost more because there's so much right, more, more into costs. moving the stuff. There's a bird flu that's driving eggs and chicken price up. There's monkey pox, which I guess is, like – So true. I can't – I haven't had – I haven't a good I haven't had a good orangutan and I can't even remember how long. It's at market price at my local restaurant. It's, it's flying. And so and then also <laughs> we were just talking about this in the Russell chat, our our uh, private little chat we have with our friends from college and a few lucky extras that like <laughs> Bitcoin is more volatile than ever. The 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 stock yeah. market's all over the place. I bought a bunch today. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense that all of these things are going wrong simultaneously. And like, I wonder how much we actually can pin on the pandemic. Cause like for a while, I assumed it was because of Harambe and, uh, <laughs> and just like one instance changing the trajectory of mankind forever. And like, I get that the pandemic shifted society, right? But you would think like it'd come, it'd start to come back to normal, but so many people like, moved around and, and did things like the companies trying to figure out how do we make up for these losses? Like every, every wealthy person who realized that the market could just die if, a, if, a if a sickness came out, I think that's what pushed them to start buying real estate. It's like, sure. okay, could people be. can quit their jobs and people will stop buying things, but they always have need to have a place to live. Right. Right. So we'll keep making money this way. Yeah. I don't know. It, there's certainly some like, you know, politicians are responsible, corporations are responsible, individuals are responsible, but it does seem like a bit of a perfect storm situation. A lot of factors at once. But like we have companies who are like, okay, oil companies are talking about the volatility of the market. Yeah. And, and talking about like the cost of getting the oil out, but then on the same in the same breath, telling their investors that this is the most money we've ever made. Right. Period. They're like doubling profits. I, that makes it's no not sense tripling. To me. I just don't yeah. understand. It's like, it's like if there is things making gas have to go up in price out of their hands. On top of raising the cover of that, they're also raising it even further to make sure that their profits are are up. Right. And at first, I thought like, okay, after the pandemic, gas is going to be a little high. I th- I thought this personally because they missed out on so much money while we were all staying home. They're probably going to figure out a way to make it like a little higher to try and recoup all those. And they're not losses; they're just unrealized gains. Sure. Like you're not, you didn't lose money, and you're not owed that money. You just didn't make as much as you thought. Yeah. And now you're trying to recoup 
imaginary money because you didn't until I hand you money out of my wallet, you didn't make 20 bucks. Sure. Theoretically, the 20 bucks in my pocket, you could have made 20 bucks, but I stayed home. Right. But now you think like we have to make up, we have to get him to spend 20 bucks and we got to get that 20 bucks that we missed out on before. That's what I assumed would happen. And gas prices would be a little high, but, but the, the, in our face of we're so profitable right now while also doing like 40, 50 year high, like this, this might be like the highest gas prices of all time. I don't know if we've ever had gal. It's the national average average is like five bucks now. Yeah. Granted, you know, California and Hawaii are kind of, taking the brunt of it at like nine and 10 bucks, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good time to own a Prius and a motorcycle. I'll tell you that <laughs> we're, we're okay over here. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I think I'm pretty good on it too. I got to change my oil soon. Cause I think like, if you don't do it often enough, it's bad for your car, but also True. like it makes you burn. It makes you burn gas faster. I think too. Yeah. yeah. So I got, I got to do that, but, it, but mostly my, my little, Mitsu runs pretty good on gas. I read a thing that said you should get your gas in the morning because the hotter the day gets, the more the gas gases expand mm. and your gallon doesn't go as far. But when it's colder, it's compressed and you get, it's got to be negligible, <laughs> but you get a tiny bit more gasoline. I feel like the time to do it would be like 11 or 12, 11 a.m., 12 p.m. Because... If you get it at night, then the the gasoline didn't have time to cool down. Right, right, right. You have to let the oil sit there the all night. Yeah. And then when the sun comes up, you have to wait a little bit. And like right when you think the heat's going to start affecting it, uh-huh. right when you think it's going to start affecting it, that's when to get it. That's when to sure. get in there. Pounce. Get your John Eagle gas. changed their, their gas system. So, like I said, mm. like fuel perks where you get like a penny off a gallon, 10 cents off a gallon, whatever. They mm. change it to where it's a dollar amount. So, like, it's going to be the same for me either way. So, if I saved up my fuel perks and I got some, and I got some, uh, I got like 10 cents off or whatever, 20 cents off, mm-hmm. then I'd get like two bucks in savings overall by filling up my tank. But now I get $2 off. So for me, it's not the same, but some people, I think this is why they switched it up because some people would pull up because there's an actual, like in the contract, the maximum amount of gallons you can do, but it's over the amount of a car. So some people like pull up a car and then have like a second car ready to go. So they're maximizing their fuel perks or like fill up their car and then pull out like a dozen gas canisters to like get their Mm -hmm. stuff in. But now if it's me or it's that guy. It's it's not that like I get twenty cents off and he gets twenty cents off and he just saves so much more because he's getting so much gas at the time. Mm-hmm. We both only get two bucks off. Yeah. So now even grocery chains are, are are in the conspiracy to save money and make money. It's almost like everyone wants our money. It's a greed issue. Seems that way. But are we are we agreed? They, they I agreed that it's greed. I, it's just that we'll keep paying. That's where I'm at. Like, you yeah. can charge whatever you want. I I have to pay it. <laughs> or like, I don't know what the where's the a, competition in gas prices. I don't know. Get a Tesla and it catches on fire. Like what? Oh no! Is that happening? <laughs> yeah, oh, I think no. I think there is a a story I was reading that out in California there is a a Tesla that or, or maybe not a Tesla. 
for the sake of my lawyer, maybe not a Tesla, <laughs> but an electric vehicle had yeah. caught on fire and the, the firefighters came out and they put it out and then just reignited and they had to put it out again and then it just reignited and they had oh, to put it out. They had to put it out like six times or something. That's not what you want. And also in hilly Pittsburgh, like if I get an electric vehicle and I'm driving around in the winter with my heat on going up, down, up, down, up, down hills, that battery's going like this. I'm not, in, I'm not in Arizona where it's flat and I can just drive straight for days. Like these cars are heavy cause they have huge batteries. So now I got to push all that weight up a hill and I got to coast down, which is nice, but I got to put it up a hill everywhere. Do you I know go, anyone with up, it, down, up, with down. One? No, people don't get them out here. Yeah, me, I, one, I mean, I don't know anyone either, but I knew one person around. out in Jersey and where we were nice and flat. Yeah. I would be curious about how much that really affects it. I don't know. But I'm saying the up, down, up, down. Because it's the same. Seeds, the gas is the same with heat. the up, down. You're you, just saying, saying the like same things using, that every car I'm does. You're using more things. It's battery <laughs> powered. It's batteries, Chris. I, I understand. Magnets, how do they work? You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then I'm afraid I, of teleportation technology. As you should be. <laughs> like... Is that me that comes out on the other end? Or do I just get broken down into energy and my energy gets stored here and then over in another place, they just take the schematics of what I was and use energy to build me there. And it's the same being, it's the same DNA, same structures. They rebuilt me, but everything that made me me physically is now just in a battery somewhere. Probably at Elon's house. That's what I'm saying. What if it's like a Mike TV situation? How many times can I... Can I go from place to place before yeah. I'm just microscopic? Just smaller and smaller, I guess. Every time. Every time. Every time it's a little small. I hate that. I said like about a third time. It's like, did he come in? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. Has anything we talked? We mentioned that we haven't talked in forever. Has anything interesting happened to you? I oh, like I to you personally. I don't want to get. I don't want to get like. Uh, flagged for misinformation but <laughs> but i got my covid booster oh yeah my, yeah my, my third shot in total my my first shot and my second shot for the original vaccination and now uh-huh. i just got my my third shot and it destroyed me uh yeah you said you were down for like a week huh i thought i was gonna be i thought i was gonna be good i remember the last few times yeah all right so i'll get the shot friday i'll feel sick saturday recover sunday go to work monday i Saturday afternoon, I just, it, I was destroyed. I, I was distraught. It was like 4 p.m. And like, I couldn't get comfortable. I was sweating. Oh. And then I was, and then I was ice cold. I was ice cold. And then like, and then it would click. It, the switch from cold to hot was so quick that like, I'd just be sitting there like cold. And all of a sudden, pouring just out of every pore, just, just buckets of sweat just came out of me. Mm-hmm. Back forth, back forth. My arm got all like bruised up and i had it It looked like uh it looked like almost like a like an octopus because mm. it was like the initial spot was like a big ball right. and i had like four little balls underneath it like little tentacles and now you have a you have formally accused the the place of giving you too much vaccine right uh, not formally not formally <laughs> but but <laughs> it did look crap. like it did look i'm like actually it, a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> it did look full that, that, it looked like I was like, man, that's a lot. But also, they, Too ask, much your, they ask for your like weight on it and stuff. So like, I assume like maybe it's based on weight. Yeah. But like, 
I like looked at it as she was putting it in. I was like, <laughs> you don't want to say, are you sure in that situation? Yeah. Cause they're the pharmacist. I'm just the guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just the guy dirty from labor coming in yeah, to get the, like the miracle drug put into me, you know? <laughs> but yeah, that, that destroyed me. And then Emily got hers just this past weekend and she's perfectly fine. Yeah. She, so I mean, weird. she's, comparatively she swore sure, sure. she she was laid up in bed and stuff but like i i'm happy that she didn't have to go through what i went through mm, but it makes I'm me sensing feel a it makes me feel like i'm a little baby yes little a giant baby. little baby yeah <laughs> like she had like make food for me and all that stuff and i was just like up in bed like oh <laughs> I'm cold. I'm hot. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. And like she got hers Friday. Sense. It's Monday, and and like she like helped me make dinner today. So like, yeah, she's she's all but recovered. What can't women do? Drive. Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the right answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, she I had a school. couple exciting things. Oh my gosh they have is that to be fair we're trying to make a transition there i don't know i don't know if we're ready for that how far are we I, in we're about half an hour in I, I was just catching up on my personal life <laughs> um i had well i went to eden park lately recently this church that i went to mm-hmm. uh that i i candidated at and i like preached on a sunday morning afterwards one of the people at the church took us out to lunch and they're like i don't know have you ever heard of Eaton Park. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Freaking love Eaton Park. We got the breakfast buffet. And man, mm. did I miss that breakfast buffet. I get just all of my favorite foods. Oh, it was so exciting. Their food off their menu, pretty mid. That breakfast buffet. Top tier. That's so good. Not, a, not all the places do a good buffet anymore. No. no. Even buffet restaurants known for their buffet. Like, yeah. I am a buffet restaurant and I suck. Like, that's- they close. Yeah. Golden Crow's closing all over the country. KFC closed their buffet. Pizza Hut, they're not doing a buffet anymore. They've like a CC's is barely hanging on. Oh, man, rest in peace. Just a, they're, they're hanging in there just enough to send me ads for places I can't drive to. They're so far away. <laughs> Ugh. It's tragic. Well, so that was an exciting thing. Um also, I did two weddings in the same weekend. Ooh. Last year was the was the summer of me being the best man and the officiant at a wedding. Mm-hmm. This year is the summer of me doing two weddings in a, in the same weekend, and it was chaos, and it was very fun and also terrible. But um, we did it. Which one do you think is gonna last longer? <laughs> <laughs> I will not tell you, but I do have an answer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh we so one of them was oddly enough one of sam's um friends from high school mm-hmm. is marrying a guy that is from up here from where we're living now and so they like found out we were in the area and said well i don't want some stranger doing our wedding and they called me to do it and i was delighted nice and they booked me like two years ago <laughs> like literally two years in advance mm-hmm. Um, and my cousin, like a year and some change later, my cousin got married and he er, got engaged and he said, well, would you do the wedding? And it happened to be the day after, um, which wouldn't be such an issue if they weren't one day apart and four hours apart. Yeah. So like we did the wedding here on Saturday afternoon and then had to leave early and drove four hours 
and then slept and got up and now we like like went to breakfast with my grandma and <laughs> then went to that wedding and then we had to leave that one early too to come home um because sam started work on that monday morning but it was chaos but it was a, a, a weekend of love for sure this whole time you were telling me the story i was trying to i was trying to parse details to figure out which one you think will last longer <laughs> and i'm like man the stakes are high on both of these <laughs> chris probably shouldn't answer <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not going to play with that. <laughs> but uh, they were both lovely weddings. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but it was an exciting weekend. I was exhausted and I hated it and I was really stressed about it, but we got her done. Um, anything you want to hit before we hit the other stuff? Yeah, you want me to talk about five things? Sure. Any, any of things. I just want to knock out your things before I ruin the vibe. <laughs> well, I... Um, and this is where I need the backers help. So, and also part of talking about this is accountability to make me do it. Um, as you know, I've been writing a book Mm -hmm. and so I have been thinking about ways I can write more to get better at writing. And, and so I imagined like doing a like weekly email of some kind that reminds me of the podcast in that I want to talk about things that are like serious and important and also things that are like silly and unimportant. Um, but I think I'm going to do like an email subscription and just like write emails and, and the pitch is going to be like five things on Fridays. So just like you'll get an email from me on Friday, probably Friday morning, and it will just have five things in it. Just like my commentary on five things. Um, and that's all. And it's just like a, well, it's two things. And this is a spoiler alert. One of the things will be full disclosure on the first one. Um, because I want one, I want to practice writing and just like write Mm -hmm. more and like try to have interesting perspectives. Um, and it's just an exercise to do that. And the second thing is like, I want some people to like my writing by the time I'm releasing a book so that I can (laughs) say, if there's some people that are like reading the email, I want them to say like, Hey, here's a, you know, something else I'm writing. I might even f- stop doing the email at that point, but uh, I imagine I'm going to like it and I think it's going to be fun. So I might keep going, but five things on Fridays coming at you. Uh, hopefully, hopefully in the near future, I'm yeah. about to have a lot of free time on my hands. So yeah, everyone who knows how to read, <laughs> check that out. That's right. <laughs> five things, five things on Friday. I'll catch it. I'll catch the audio, <laughs> the audio version. <laughs> my goal is I want 25 opens on the first one. 25 opens on the first week. What does that mean? Is there like a newsletter app that shows opens or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't looked into it. Like the MailChimp does it, but okay. I hate MailChimp. So I'm going to try a different one. Um, but yeah, you can track like who opens the email. Like you can get, you can like get people to click this link to subscribe to the newsletter. And then it'll show you stats on like who, how many people unsubscribed, how many people opened it, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. But I want 25 opens on the first one. That's my goal. So if you like reading, you like my perspectives, coming at you five things on Friday. Can can men be chuggy? I am unclear <laughs> on what that means. Have you heard of the phrase chuggy? I've heard it. Like I live, laugh, love. That's it. that's chuggy. Okay. And like of everything that I've heard described as chuggy. I haven't heard a single thing that like guys do, and so I'm curious if is hmm. is are Gen Z sexist? 
in creating Chugi. <laughs> <laughs> we can make that one of your five things. <laughs> is Gen Z sexist? No, that would the, be Chugi is a good thing. The most the most sexist generation. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, coined in 2013 as a pejorative description of lifestyle trends associated with the early 2010s and millennials. Yeah, I heard someone going through the list, and they're like, they're like, am I being attacked? (laughs) 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 Like Uggs and pumpkin spice latte. Oh, no. With a flannel and leggings. Minion memes. (laughs) Chug. (laughs) Anything that says girl boss. (laughs) Chug. Hey, girl bosses. I have a business opportunity for you. (laughs) Block those people. While it has some, while it has some, while it has been compared to being basic, some sources have suggested that it is not quite basic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Evening Standard said that Chug's logical arch nemesis is probably the hipster. Mm. It's the opposite of hipster, if that helps. Okay. This is according to Wikipedia. Wikipedia.com. I don't, I don't see a single thing in the, in the the Chuginary that this, that's like a <laughs> sure, guy thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Axe yeah. body spray? Is that chuggy? Doesn't strike me as chuggy, but... No, because we only we only do it from like 13 to 15. Right? <laughs> and then we get out of our axe... Most of us get out of our axe face. <laughs> no, for the audio, I reached over to give my, my axe. I've been using the same scent since like high school, so... What flavor is that? Dark Temptation. The chocolate. Ooh, ah. I get compliments on it all the time, so I have no shame. Wow, you smell like chocolate. <laughs> It doesn't smell anything like chocolate. And you're like, and you're, like you're like, you're standing too close to me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stand so. Speed stick ocean spray. That's my scent. Apparently it's also my dad's scent and Emily's dad's scent. <gasps> oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. yikes. <laughs> yeah. I think um, it's like an I, old man thing that I like. My dad right. didn't want to buy me my own deodorant. He's like, here's a stick. Yeah. Like from right, his. Right. Co- <laughs> from his. <laughs> and I Are you stinky? It. Are you stinky guy? Uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe. Me neither. I can forget to put yes. it on and <laughs> <laughs> they say it is hard to smell yourself, but other people around me have, you know, I, I can not wear it and I don't hear it. I sweat a little bit, mm-hmm. but not much. I don't know if I have that, like, you know, one in a thousand gene of people that, that just don't have that like bacteria or whatever mm-hmm. that makes it stinky, but I just don't stink that bad. I don't think my if feet stink, to- but not my pits. If I forget to put on deodorant, before work by lunch i realize and i take out my my work deodorant i put that one on uh-huh and then uh if i forget to do that then by like by like 4 30 when i'm on my way home i reek <laughs> yeah i i don't even need to put it on i can get away without putting it on and not noticing what the heck is chuggy then unless you're chuggy for still having x that makes you could chuggy. be I don't think hipsters uh, wearing Axe body spray. It's op. Uh, Axe sounds like the opposite of what a hipster would have. What's a hipster have like Incense. marble stones that they like rub on their skin? <laughs> Incense only. Yeah. Just um, flower petals. Jordans or Jordans chuggy or New Balance? Maybe New Balance or chuggy. Maybe that seems closer. I don't think guys can be chuggy. There's no gachugs. Yeah, I don't know. Zoomers, help us. Yeah, help us out. Tweet us. Tell us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tweet us. 
male chuggy things. Yeah, at Welcome Back Wire, let us know what you think. And I assume if we get no tweets, that means that there just aren't any. And guys are completely incapable of being chuggy. I like a setting up for the win. <laughs> I like it. <sighs> what? I keep wanting to jump in, but all I have is downers. <laughs> but we are 45 minutes in, so I'm trying to figure out when to space it in to talk about these things. But yeah, if up. you want to go for this downer content, let's go. Yeah, let's let's just. I mean, let's, I don't know. I don't know what you intend to say about it. Okay, so let's go for it. So, I, I don't know what to do about this platform because we started it as like here's a project for you and me mm-hmm. to just talk about our lives, become closer friends, and open that door up for other people to experience friendship. But it's also kind of developed into a platform where it kind of say things I'm thinking about, give my worldview, you give your worldview type of situations. And, but lately my mind has just been consumed by these events and it's come up January 6th comes up every single podcast. And we are at the point now where the, uh, January 6th committee is, finally having their hearings basically for like a year and a half, like since it happened for a year and a half, they've been gathering information, doing interviews, uh, conducting, um, uh, you there, bud? How much did we lose? See that instance that like that sudden shift in perspective of something happening and then we have to fix it. Like what you just went through with the audio. That's kind of where my mind's been for like a month now because I'm, I'm an opinion guy. I'm not a position guy. A position never changes. This is my position on it, right? An opinion has, has room to it. A business has a position, but then its employees have, have opinions. Okay. You know, like. And even in small scale, like when when you and your pastor are brainstorming on like a way to do something, when you guys determine what the church is doing moving forward, that's your position on it. That's everyone in the room's position on it. You may have your opinions, but you're not going to supersede anyone in the room. You're not going to supersede the whole, the collective of everyone coming. So there's positions and there's opinions. So like I'm an opinion guy where like I don't fight to keep my thought. I take in new information. I, I, I parse through it. And if there needs to be an adjust on my end, I usually end up making it like, if this makes sense, I, if I, if I'm given a new piece of information and it contradicts what I already think, I'm going to explore it. And if it's good, keep it. If it's bad, I have to throw out the old, this is the way it is for me. Mm-hmm. And I used to be, and I still am. This is, this is the thing. It's like with, the recent rise in mass public shootings and especially with the Uvalde massacre is all I can really, is, is what I think of when I, when I think of that, it's, it shifted me on my opinions of, of the second amendment. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's not new information. It just feels different this time. It might, it might be because of the failings of the, the perceived failings. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go so far as to say that there are definite failings. Yeah. I believe, I believe there are failings, but sure. the perceived failings of the Uvalde police who mm-hmm. were there and the subsequent fallout of it and 
and politicians talking about it. I used I used to be a, of the belief that like, oh, there's there they go. You know, not a not a single uh, don't let a single tragedy go unwasted. There they are pushing politics right after something crazy happened. But it's like, when is the time to talk about it? Yeah. And like with and to tie that into the January sixth thing, now people are saying like because it's been a year or so, it's like oh we're gonna spend time talking about this when we have other things going on. So like okay, so either we talk about it right when it happens, or we or we or we talk about it later. Right. right. <laughs> there needs to be I, a time to talk about it. I think we need to talk about it at both. We need sure. to address things when they happen, and then we need to and then we need to talk about how we addressed it. Yeah. Or if we need to address it again more. And hearing the descriptions of what happened, what those kids went through, what they had to do to survive, what happened to the kids who didn't survive. And then hearing politicians talk about like door control. Like we need, like there was, there was too many entrances into the school. So what we need to do is we need to make it a fire hazard. We need to make the school a fire hazard because we can't figure out how to get people to stop shooting people. We're just going to make it so that if there's a fire, everyone just dies in it because no one can get Mm. out. Yeah. You know what? Those grooming pedophile teachers, let's give them guns. It's like this this mind flop where they, where we spent the the past year talking about about uh, critical race theory and how we're indoctrinating kids and how and how the left are grooming children and they and a lot of it is them crapping on teachers, which we already have a teacher shortage. Now it's going to be even more mm-hmm. because. These shootings aren't stopping. The politicians aren't doing anything to solve it. And it's like, okay, I'm a teacher. And now not only am I in the back of my head that like some psycho, whether it's a student or someone from the outside can come into my school at any time and do something insane because there's no real, there's no real stops. Now I have to, now I have to have a gun too. And if it is one of my students, now this student who I'm trying to help for years, now I got to shoot him down. Mm-hmm. And it's, it hurts my heart and it hurts my head thinking about all these. I hope it, I explained it well enough to say, to refer to it even as like contradictions of how, of how, of solving these problems. And it's like, don't touch guns, never touch guns, nothing against guns ever. That's what half of the the political parties stand at. Not the people, not the people, right? But half of the, half of the elected officials who have a certain color next to their name, they have to take this position. And that's, and that's Mm -hmm. where that, regardless Mm -hmm. of what their constituents want. Right. Yeah. You almost lost me because you were like leaning really hard into one side and I, I, I don't know. I don't, it's complicated. And that's kind of like, I think giving teachers guns is really bad idea. I, I've, I know, you know, teachers, like looking back at my time, there are some teachers where I'm like, please don't ever give that person a gun. But, but also the thing that really upsets me is like you were just talking about that. Like, it's just your side, (laughs) whatever your side once is what and that's why nothing can get done because once the votes will always go almost exactly down the party line and 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 you are thinking about getting reelected by the people that think a certain way more than you're thinking about solving any problems that's like the disgusting part about this like team mentality like 
to take just to take just the past few years, the last big election, Democrats through a party essentially. We have the House, we have the Senate, we have the presidency. It's like we we've won, we have it all. It's like no, actually you didn't. You aren't even close to winning yet because you still need about 15 seats before you can do anything. Having half plus the VP isn't you. You don't have the House. That's brilliant. No one. Yeah. No one has the house till you have like 70. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I want either. Congress. Wait, House of Representatives is the one where it's like a ton of people. Correct. Senate. And the Senate. Senate. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want that either. I don't want 70 Democrats. That's way overweighted. I want 100 individuals fighting for what they believe or what the people elected them to do, not party crap that that makes me so mad it, I, it, you know i think it might have been the impeachment when it was really solidified in my mind how that goes down when mm-hmm. every vote was just straight down party lines nothing could get done because it was just straight down party lines and i've just seen that over and over and i it's always been the case you know we're kids talking about this this is, goes back to you know the founding but it's just an enormous problem that that i mean that's the first problem in my opinion that needs to be fixed before anything else will ever get solved the same voices who said who said that Trump is morally responsible for January 6th are the same people who didn't vote to impeach sure. because that's not the party way. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, we, and you got people like, like Joe Manchin who is like known for being the standout Democrat who doesn't always roll with the party. And now that's his bit. And now he has to do that. <laughs> Even I'm just the guy that keeps it from happening. Right, right. And like, that's just, and it's just that one guy, you know, and him and um, one other, you know, lady. But it, it's the whole system is, I don't know, it's a mess. It, it seems like we, I, it seems to me like we cannot solve any problems if that problem isn't solved. And he's a strong. We can't even agree that breaking into the Capitol is a bad thing. Yeah. We can't even bad, agree. Yeah. Luckily, I'm reading online of like, of like people saying their parents watched the the first uh, episode of Netflix's new docu series that <laughs> yeah right. is that, it's how it feels but it's just the it's just the Hearings. January sixth committee but like they said like their parents are, it's like they finally realized that they were you know being lied to and now the second one just happened at the time of recording earlier today yeah. and it's like everyone's telling Trump you lost the election everyone's telling Trump you you, you need to concede you lost. There's no fraud. There's no corruption. There's no no one stealing this from you. And he just like looks at Rudy Giuliani. He's like, "What do you think, Rude?" He's like, "It's fake news." Like, just bring out the classic hits. Let's go, yeah, fake right. news, fake news media, and riled people up. Took their money for a fund that didn't exist. Lined lined pockets of of different organizations of his of his friends of his buddies of his donors. He he created a super PAC. None of it went to fighting the corruption. Like, if you really did believe that the election was stole stole from him he didn't fight it really yeah none of that none of that 250 million dollars went to fighting these election well, fraud well, maybe claims maybe court co- co- court case court costs where he lost every every like single one or of something them. and and you know what happens it, we're going to have this nice horse and pony show where they bring out all the evidence about how he's literally the worst person for the office and he did everything wrong and he willingly led people down an insane path of conspiracy and then just nothing will come of it. That is, that seems quite possible. I think they're going for criminal charges. I think that's what they're trying to establish. 
I hope, and I hope they get him, and I hope he can't run again. Not even like against his policies, yeah. you know. Like, like I'll, I'll give, I'll give credit where credits due, and in, in some places, like if someone does something good, I'll shout it out. One of the, one of the things I always come back to on Trump's presidency is is his right to try stance and how he signed executive orders on how like if you're dying and there's nothing that can help you that's FDA approved, you can go beyond the FDA because guess what? Nothing will work for you, so you have the right to at least try to save your life with experimental drugs. Sure, that was a great stance. Sure. I mean, lots of peace deals, right? In the Middle East. The, uh, it's hard for me to say that like some of the good stuff that happened, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It, it, yeah. it shouldn't be. <laughs> and that's what I don't want this to be, you know, like a, a Republican uh, bashing session. Um, because like, it's just, there's monsters everywhere. There's monsters everywhere. And it's painful and horrible. And I don't know. They can know take their party back it. at any moment. At any moment. Republicans can can admit to what sure. they see with Trump. He's a he's a he's not a nice guy. He's definitely not a nice guy. <laughs> I I would I would I don't need to be able to drink a beer with my with my uh with my political representatives. I don't need that level of comfortability, right? Yeah. But I also don't want to like look at someone representing me and go, "What a joke." Yeah. And it's hard when like there are good things that and you know positions that I agree with, but just a monster of a person. Um, I can't as much as there are things you know that I agree with. I, I'm generally pretty conservative with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to pick one, you know, I probably lean that way. But I can't bring myself to vote for somebody like that, and it's painful. And I've been thinking about this a lot. That I have been taught by people like leaders in my life that character is the most important thing for a leader. Yeah. Number one thing is character. And those same people, uh, not only vote for the, this guy, but like will, uh, mock people that won't, you know? Yeah. And, and it's hard for me to see that. Um, but again, we're getting into a place that's, that's like one sided. And I don't know. Ted Cruz is a, okay. <laughs> you can bleep that. You can bleep that. He's the, uh, he's the, uh, get rid of all the entrances guy right imagine you and i were on a stage for like town mayor and you said okay. i want better signage on our roads and for the speed limit around school is to be lower and i said your wife's fat and ugly yikes that that's rough and then i get it and then you call people telling them to vote for me yeah that, that that's, that's ted cruz that's ted cruz <laughs> And like, I get, I get that it's coming across bad on, on Republicans, but it's, but it's against, it's against people who see a problem and don't want to do anything about it because here's the thing. They, they wanted to talk about doors, not the guns. They want to talk about doors, a solution you can't fix. You need to be able to get in and out of buildings safely. Right. And then there's like, oh no, it's not a gun problem. It's a mental health problem. Okay. So which one is it? Are you going to come alongside Democrats on gun reform? Are you going to come along the side of Democrats on mental health reform? Neither. But it wasn't guns. It was mental health. They're looking for scapegoats and no answer. Even when they find a solution in their head, like, no, no, this is the problem. They don't even try. They don't even feign to figure out a solution to that problem. 
Sure. I think a lot for a lot of them, if they're being honest, it comes down to what prices are we willing to pay for that freedom? And that, which I think is an important question. I don't necessarily know that every gun should go away. You know, yeah. I, it's, it's it, what, you know, the, the reasons that that amendment is there, like there is something there, <laughs> uh, especially a, a group of people that's felt, uh, restricted, especially in the past two years and bossed mm-hmm. around and powerless to do anything about it. Um, now you're going to, you know, do or really, I, I don't know. You know what I'm getting at. There's a TikTok where they made a joke that's like, in order to get a gun, you need to have five letters from five different women saying yeah, you're allowed to have a gun. I saw that. Hey, I'm all about making it harder to get a gun. I bought one yeah. way too easy. I thought it was way too easy. Age is too low. The hoops are not enough. In my yeah. opinion, it should that should be stepped up. You have your whole life ahead of you. So what if it takes you a little bit longer to get a gun? You'll get it eventually. Right. I was talking to my dad. He's like, oh, that's eight months from now. Well, you know what? Eight months is going to pass whether you want it to or not. Sure. Like, you're going to be in the future eventually, unless you die. But, so you true. know, like, and then I do, like I said, listen to uh, political commentary from both sides and just the straw manning from each other. From both. It's horrible. There's no, there's no good faith arguments anymore. And they argue that neither side's arguing in good faith. You, neither one of you are. That's correct. It's horrible. I heard, uh, I was listening to a pastor today talk about some of this stuff. And he said, believe it or not, the reason other people, like the reason other people pick a different political party from you is not based on IQ. <laughs> believe it or not, yeah. it's based on life experience. It's not about IQ. It's not just because they're dumber. It's because they've yeah. lived a different life. They have different perspectives and we need all of those perspectives to make the right choice and then to fix it when we've made the wrong choice. Like we need each other. And the only thing that's happening is distancing ourselves from other people. Legitimately. I want to know how, how we shifted from a well-regulated militia to everyone should be able to have guns. I I just don't know how we, I got to do more research into it. I just don't understand how we made that jump. Someone, someone said it's a comma. There's a comma in the sentence. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why everyone can have guns and a, and a militia. But like, does Pennsylvania have a militia? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, like some people, like I even took the stance of, before, like I said, my opinion shifts over time. I used to be a, like a heavy two a guy and say like, yeah, you know, the British government was tyrannical. There was overreach and we needed to do something about it. And one day, Maybe, possibly, the United States government will do government overreach and it'll lead to an uprising. And that's and that line of thought led to a lot of people going to the Capitol on January sixth. And sure. I'm at the I'm at the point now where it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Maybe of in some dystopian novel someone writes that the United States government will start cracking down on everyone and, and just get rid like even though the government's still there just get rid of all the rights that the whole government's based off of and we have to fight the powers now i gotta i gotta go see joe down the road to see what guns he happens to have and fight the government together i'm down i'm down for a, a pennsylvania army a united states army and then every state have their own little mini armies that makes sense but me just gathering with the people at the local town hall like, all right who has guns this government they're they they're taxing our our T too high again. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to push people over the edge. You know, they, they stole our our government seat Big without any evidence. Germs. Yeah. 
let's just let's just rally together. It's like if yeah. there is an actual genuine threat for a federal government overreach that needs to be stopped, then I guess if there is going to be a, a a backup plan on how to keep the government in check, it's with a smaller government, and that's each state, but not yeah. Billy Bob. Sweet Maybe. guy, sweet guy. <laughs> Billy Bob's a sweet guy. I'm not putting him down. He makes delicious moonshine, but he's not yeah. going to be the guy that stops the army at his door. Maybe. And one thing that you said was, you know, I genuinely want to know, and I'm having a lot of those thoughts too. Like, I genuinely want to know. I can't remember what did I say earlier. Something about I was like, I genuinely don't understand. And I think public discourse is is being so harmed by the memes. <laughs> I, I really think, like, if, yeah. if all of the people that in my life that are conservative or all the people in my life that are um, are liberal or whatever, I don't like, like, two labels like that, but I think you know what I mean, yeah. are posting, wow, the other side is really dumb. If you think this, you're a total moron over and over every day. Yeah. How can I have a conversation with them? I cannot. I cannot I ask, love, why do you believe that? Because instantly, I'm a moron. I love what you said, that, like, you know... They don't believe differently than you because they have a lower IQ. Yes. That's that's a great point. Andy Stanley. I'll, I'll I'll attribute it if you liked it that much. That was Andy Stanley that said that. That was good. What are we gonna do, man? Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just scream into the ether about the next tragedy. I mean, it's it's only a matter of time. And like, here's the thing: it took it took me about. Two weeks to have my heart broken over Uvalde. The first the first day it happened, I was like, oh, this again. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, did you hear the school got shot? Oh, no, I didn't. Where, where was it this time? Mm-hmm. Like, I had such a, a hard heart to it. Mm-hmm. And, then, and like, I think, it, like, it's important to note. Everyone bringing a solution to this does think that their solution is better. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's probably some bad. No, they don't. They're just trying it's, to, you know, there's a lot of that, but I, I think again, it's not about IQ. I don't think yeah. like the people that want to get rid of all the guns think that will help the people that think other things think that will help. They don't think getting rid of the guns will help. And I think that that's I, bring that conversation to have a conversation. You know, I am so in the middle on so many things, but there's like the thing, the, the thing I will bang my drum about the position I have, if you want to use that word is that we need each other and we need to be able to talk about it and not call each other morons all the time. Like we need each other at the table. This is what I love about diversity. It's like, we need people with different life experiences to have these conversations yeah. with, or we're doomed <laughs> if we start or we're divided. We're two different, you know, a house divided will not fall or will not stand because it just can't. And that's exact. That's the only thing happening. Yeah. Democracy under threat. School shootings, public shootings. Like it's like, I saw a meme and it's horrific and I'm not saying it cause it's funny. I'm saying it cause I saw it. Someone said, man, if you were the, if you were the shopping, uh, the the grocery store shooter, you're probably pissed right now that you're already out of the news. Yeah, it's just constant flow. Every day's more. Every day's more. Mm-hmm. Two people here, nineteen people there, five here, sixteen injured, two dead there. And we're gonna say, let's not talk about January sixth. Let's not talk about guns. Because gas is high. 
We we have we have current issues we have to worry about. These are all current issues. Mm-hmm. Sure. <sighs> it, that really pissed me off earlier today. I saw someone say like, "Oh, we're going to spend time talking about January sixth when inflation's out of control and and uh, when inflation's out of control and something else." My brain's so fried, and I'm like, "Dude, do you not have multiple bills?" Oh, we're going to talk about the water bill right now when the electrics do. It's like, yeah, you got to talk about them all. Yeah. You can't handle talking about more than one subject. It's such like a deflector. Just yeah. say you don't want to talk about it. Be like, I don't think there's a solution. And if there is, I'm not helping it. Well, you know, speaking of perspectives, like I, you want to talk about the thing that's important to you when I want to talk about the thing that's important to me. <laughs> like, that's really what it is. It's yeah. like, you don't find that other thing as valuable or as important. Well, you know, started. we all need to listen because they're all important. Ask a Republican to, to a Republican politician to start a commission on gas prices. See how far that goes. <laughs> you know who's a, you got the, you got the NRA donating all this money to them. Gas and oil is right below them. There's nothing's going to happen there. Yep. I was praying a couple years back that MAGA would split the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. that's what we need both parties need to be split because sure. there's talk about infighting between like left and far left right. and then right and far right split them mm-hmm. but neither one are going to split because one will split before the other right but they won't because the other one and then the, yeah exactly but if one did then they would just lose all the time right. because we shouldn't have split because they didn't split they stuck together right it's like yeah well now your your horse is hitched to this guy I don't know how you do it how do you get more political parties? It's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even libertarian anymore, but I'll probably end up voting for it again anyways, just to spice things up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I will only vote for, I will only vote for someone I believe in unless it's third party, <laughs> in which case I'll vote for the idea of third party. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to so, vote vermin Supreme this next one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, Madness yeah. 2024, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you want to accomplish with this conversation? Anything or just kind of vent? I needed a vent, man. Yeah. And and you know what? For our listeners, a lot of our a lot of our friends who listen to this, and if and even if we don't know you and you listen to this, you might be having the same thoughts as us. Maybe you're screaming sure. at the podcast right now, but but just know that like if you are stuck in this thing and you're listening to us and how we're like we feel like we're in a, between a rock and a hard place. Like, no, you're not alone. Sure. Like in your, in your, like in your, in your struggle to comprehend how the world got this bad. Yeah. It's also good. It, you know what it was? It was the, a couple episodes ago. I was like, no one's talking about UFOs. And you're like, everyone's talking about how no one's talking about it. <laughs> well, you know, I want to talk about these things. Yeah. Like, yeah, everyone knows about these shootings. Yeah. Everyone knows about January 6th. Everyone knows about price increases, but you know what? We all struggle with it in our different ways, and sometimes you need to get it out. See if anyone agrees with you. See if anyone yeah. disagrees with you. If you think I'm just I'm just spewing hot air and you think I'm completely off base, DM me or tweet at me publicly. I don't care either way. Yeah. But like discussions in good faith need to happen. Right. I need to not be afraid to be harsh on people who need to be harsh on. Sure. I'm not going to take it easy on on Trump because he's a Republican and I don't want to offend Republicans. Sure. Ted Cruz is a 
I have been able to say some things that I have been thinking for a long time, but have not really had an outlet. So I appreciate you bringing it up. I'm hoping for some good news, man. But we're like, what, three seconds away from Roe v. Wade being overturned, and that's just going to make people they delayed freak it. out even more. They delayed it. Who knows? There are good things in the world. You got a couple to share, or are you saying they're out there? <laughs> I, just, I think it's important <laughs> to remember. I mean, I mean, suns set and suns rise, and yeah. babies still giggle, and flowers bloom so i mean like the world isn't over yeah but when you end up in that doom scroll cycle it feels like it is yeah and it's supposed to it's designed to make you feel that way it's designed to make you afraid of the racist bigots or the the communists or the immigrants or the anything else it's designed to make you afraid of people so that you vote for somebody and i hate it I don't know if I want to talk about it on this episode or next episode, but do you know who Greg Locke is? Yes. Horrible. Yeah, that that's a bad. That's a bad. Maybe we'll save that for the future. Okay. Google him. Why don't we just bury <laughs> it in this episode and talk about it now? <laughs> okay. So this guy is like he's a he's a preacher for some branch of Christianity. And he Knows how to work a crowd. Right. That's, that's, I think that's about the fairest thing I'll say about him. But he's, he's like, he's like Trump if Trump read the Bible instead of just holding it up in front of a church. (laughs) Yeah. And like, he says, like, Democrats are demons. Like, he, he, like, how we try to be sensitive to people who might think differently than us is the opposite. Mm-hmm. He's in the position that anyone left of center or or center is demonic and baby killers and yeah autism is demonic possession and mm-hmm. I don't know how this will like hit you me saying this but like I don't have a problem saying that he is doing horrible horrible things and while I know you agree with that I yeah. I think I don't say that often about people Especially uh-huh. about a Christian pastor, I do not have a problem on whatever platform and for posterity on the internet saying that, um, saying from the pulpit that if you vote Democrat, get out of my church is abusive and manipulative and yeah. anti-Jesus stuff. Um, so I don't have a problem saying that that is horrible, horrible stuff. Uh, I hear he, his church was not registered as a nonprofit though. So I guess he they can- changed, they lost it. I've, I've heard mixed things. Some yeah, people are that. saying that he's saying he's saying that he went to his lawyer and dissolved their what is it five hundred one c or something? Yeah. So he they he said publicly from the pulpit that he went to his lawyer and he dissolved it mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. Some people are saying like he's trying to put spin on it that he's like I don't need these tax exemptions when really they're like you're making political statements around the pulpit. You're not a nonprofit church. We're taking away your tax exempt status. Yeah. I'm and all like, for that. Again, as somebody who's going to lead a church or, or mm-hmm. preferably will lead a church, absolutely take that away from them. If they, you know, I don't know what I, under, my understanding was they never had it. So his I, church, I his church services are political rallies. It seems like at right. this point, yeah. just like, Hey, 
vote Republican because Jesus. That's like the extent of what I and I and yeah, okay. I'm not giving it the the fairest sure. assessment because yeah, no, I true. haven't I haven't listened to his sermons in their entirety the whole way through unabridged. There's some clips that don't need context. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think he like wants to run for president now or something. Or or he's just like he's flirting with it enough just to get his his church rallied up. Mm-hmm. Gross. It's disgusting. He's someone who's just another there's I don't want to just be a chime in the wind. He feels like a gong in the wind. You know, I don't want to just make noise for the sake of making noise. Okay. But it feels like he's saying things that he can't possibly deliver on. I feel that way every presidential election. Biden said that if I get elected president, we'll cure cancer. And I was making fun of him two weeks ago. And now trials have shown that with this new drug that hasn't been approved yet, every every cancer patient in the trial doesn't have cancer anymore. <laughs> Yeah, when I was thinking about the good things in the <laughs> happening in the world, I almost offered. I, I hear there's cancer research development. <laughs> Literally, I was making fun of Biden like two weeks ago. About he didn't him do it. He yeah, didn't it's do not connected. It. It's... it's not connected at all. It's not connected it's like at all. A coincidence. <laughs> but he didn't you know just luck out. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he diverted some funds, but even still, yeah. I don't know. Whoever he's up against on the on the uh, debate field can't throw that ridiculous statement out at him anymore he just kind of lucked into dodging that bullet (laughs) and i hope i hope that freaking works man if if cancer if cancer gets destroyed yeah we're living forever man and like was it our our telomeres on the end of our our genetic code like they're figuring out ways to restore that which reverses aging so like so let's get rid of sickness let's get rid of aging and let's all live on earth forever that sounds bad as a as someone who has read the Bible several mm-hmm. times, I think that's pretty sweet. I'll be around long enough to find out if he actually comes back. <laughs> right? So I mean, you said you're coming, and I'll be here. <laughs> if if you can ensure indefinitely, which I don't think you can, <laughs> just in, just indignant, living forever, just be like he said. He said he's coming back. <laughs> Last man on the planet. It's just a. It's just a the Mars freaking desert. The whole world has been destroyed, and you're sitting there alone, just waiting. Where is he? Huh? <laughs> and he's just up in the clouds with everyone just like tomorrow <laughs> if i feel like it <laughs> oh man so how do we wrap this bad boy up with an ad from patchwork planet <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if they want to sponsor this episode <laughs> yeah no um um yeah Friggin welcome back. Hopefully, as time goes on, um, Chris won't be like censored from his future church to keep him <laughs> from making this podcast, and we can have these discussions more. We can get these shows going again, and and uh, yeah, uh, message us. Let us know that you're listening to it. Add us on. Uh, be real. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. IWP Network. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> with all our friends. Oh, oh yeah. If you're fans of IWP Network and you've noticed some like some like uh shifts in your podcast feeds, 
just head on over to iwpnetwork.com where you can find out about certain shows that are being scaled back, some that are being ramped up. I, I believe Interviews with Everyday People is going on hiatus and Banging Beers is also yeah, I believe so. uh, winding down, but Not Cool in High School is like three different shows now mm-hmm. and Tornado Tag is still going hard. So, oh, and Truth Behind Illusion too. They hit, I'm actually listening to their Valentine's Day episode because I'm behind. And uh, it's actually pretty. It's, it's pretty good, uh, Tony. We need to talk about Lilith. Ooh. And um, yeah. So thank you guys so much for joining us here at the table as we freaking vent <laughs> and get out all these horrific thoughts. You know, uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review us wherever you're listening. Um, everywhere it's available, just hop over to those platforms. Give us five stars. You know, you love us. Yeah, we we have a bunch of five-star uh, reviews on Spotify. Thank you so much. I didn't realize that. Uh, we'll catch you on The Wire. Oh, wait. We will catch you on The Wire, but first, why don't you share this episode with someone yeah. who was at the Capitol on January 6th and then message <laughs> me their names. <laughs> uh, share this episode with someone you would trust with a gun. How about that? We'll catch you you on the wire at Welcome Back Wire on all social media platforms. Um, All of them. Connect and uh, contribute to the community. We'd we'd love to hear from you guys. IWPnetwork.com for all your network news. (laughs) You can find me online at Chris McNaney. You can find me online at Mario Miley. (laughs) Just kidding. Until next time, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Okay.